Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone. It's another cold day in the valley. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host. And with me all the way from her wine cellar is the blonde <laughs> bombshell herself, Ann Kerrigan. Well, good evening, everybody. Yeah, How's Patrick. Everybody? Patrick and my wine again. How are you? Doing. Hell yeah. 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 yeah of course. Good. Of course. That was a limited time that month. <laughs> right. Well, most women I know drink. Um, I can understand it if they know you. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah. so anyways, next week is is oh wait a minute. That's is the uh, video broadcast next week or not? Do we know yet? We are still court's still out on whether we do the video broadcast next week. Ooh, uh, got some dates with another producer. Uh, right now, it's scheduled for next Wednesday. If that changes, okay. we'll let you all know. Well, I'll let you know, but as of uh, the second, uh, the video broadcast will be next Wednesday. If not, it'll be the following Wednesday. Correct. So anyways, without further ado, let's bring on to uh, our guest tonight, which is, uh, God, I have to say his name. Here he is a radio host, <laughs> a, a psychic, and... A funny guy, Mr. Richard Spasoff. Hey, that's pretty good. Yes, hey. You are correct. <laughs> hey, guys, happy to be here tonight. What is it really? Because I'm sure I didn't get it right. No, you did. Spasoff. That's what my the last hell? name. Perfect. Full moon. It must be. Well, welcome to the show. And uh, Thank you. You're no, uh, you're no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Ian? Stranger? You know, yeah, you're no stranger to radio because you host your own show as well, right? Yes, on Night Dreams Talk Radio during the weekend. And I've been in radio for 30 years, so oh my uh, uh, I still have my brain left, too. <laughs> can I say? <laughs> you guys know the story. Uh-huh. Were you, were you in terrestrial radio when it all started? Yes, a little bit. I've been on AM, like I've been, let's see, a little bit on, on FM, but more as a guest uh, with morning host. And generally, I'm not a morning person, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm more of an evening. <laughs> uh, so a little bit of a terrestrial ra- ra- radio, but more on the AM, a little bit of FM, and a lot of internet. Uh-huh. Okay, so where can somebody listen to your show and give you a show name again first? Please. Okay, no problem. It's called the Richard Spassoff Show, and it's on Night Dreams Talk Radio uh, Sunday evening from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Nice. Okay, so, and uh, is that archived at all, or is it, is it all Yes, it online? is. Yeah, both. Oh, both. Yeah, it's excellent. on iHeart and archives. It's on the website. Uh, it's all over, over the place. Um, and it, give us a little synopsis of the show. What's what do we deal with? Uh, 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, a little bit of my, uh, let's say, my comedy within the paranormal. I have a lot of, a lot of guests uh, like yourself and, and anybody that has anything interesting to say about their experiences dealing with the paranormal world. Oh, cool. Right. Cool. Very cool. So we're going to get into this. And and you're yeah. a a medium or a psychic or a psychic medium? Both. 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 Okay. Uh, that works. Uh-oh. Somebody wants a reading. I hear that little guy in the background. Yeah. It's a, it's an EVP. It's not real. <laughs> that is my dog, Tanner. Sorry. Oh, Tanner. Hi, Tanner. <laughs> ah, anyway. So uh, I guess... We want to know about the beginning. I think that's the best way to start. Is okay. uh, and let's talk about uh, what came first, the radio or the psychic medium. Well, I think first I was born. And... That helps. <laughs> now, the they both came at the same time. They both okay. came at the same time. But you want me to go into the the paranormal aspect of it, or just the regular aspect? The whole should be all. That's what we got. We got an okay. hour here, so let's, you know, we're not going there we anywhere. There go. Okay. <laughs> okay, you guys, are you ready for this one? Um, sure. I know I am, because <laughs> nothing, nothing surprises me in life. <laughs> I believe myself, before I came to Earth, that God gave me a contract to come down here. And he told me it was going to be hard, and it has not been easy. I mean... I can give you a little bit of idea of what my life has been like, just to give you an example of what I've been through so far. Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, okay. I've had a lot of angelic experiences within my life, and I'll tell you a story. But first, I'll tell you uh, from the ages of maybe about four all the way to eight, I've always talked to God, and I always felt him because I had a lot of pain in my life. Uh, asthma, couldn't breathe, colitis, ulcers. Uh, oh, just a but yeah, just a list of, of junk. Um, with saying that, at the time, we lived in Van Nuys, okay? Mm-hmm. And before, before we moved out of the house that we lived on, which, which was on Northridge, my father uh, rented, the, rented this house out to some people, and these people turn out to be, uh, let's say, drug de- de- <laughs> de- dealers in L.A., okay? Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> uh, we didn't know this. The first day we went to the house, my father knocked on the door. The guy opened the door, had a gun to his head. Oh my God. And I was five years old. I was with my mom in the car. I, I was scared to death, you know, but my dad had a smile on his face. No matter mm-hmm. what tragedy came to this man, he had a smile on his face. He could, uh, yeah. you know, he kept calm with these people. He was able to get him to uh, get them to put the gun down and walk into the house. He was probably in there. Yeah, we, me and my mom were in the car wondering what should we do. Well, just stay here, wait for him to get out. And about five minutes later, he came out of the house and he hopped in the car and he goes, "Let's get the hell out of here!" and called the police. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. But but I'm saying within that experience, within the tra- the the tragedy part of, of life, you can still remain calm. You can still have an 
angelic sense that you're being protected. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And I that's hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I. That, that, that's many of one experiences that that my life has been that way. I, I can tell you, it's been full of adventure. Uh, not enough money, money but uh, full <laughs> of adventure. <laughs> Is there ever enough? I don't think so. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what? It's, 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 it's the people that have all the money that uh, run into the problems, to be honest with you. you yeah. know, elites were all striving for something, to, for a better life, or mm -hmm. uh, to get through this thing. But once you have it all, it, those are the ones that get in all the trouble. Those are the ones that have no meaning in their life anymore. And that's why they, they get into the, the drugs and stuff that they're doing. And, and Exactly, yeah. Yeah, they try to escape that part of their life because they don't feel anything. And Exactly, yes, yes. Uh, when I remember I was doing an interview once with the Four Queens, and, and um, I, it was with one of the... Um, Drifters. It was, uh, oh shoot, what was his name? The main guy, uh, Pinkney, Bill Pinkney, I believe. And he was telling me about all his hit songs he had, but uh, some of the music he had got ripped off by other people, and apparently he wasn't making any money. But he said he had plenty of honey. So, <laughs> there comes a man that's been around the world, I'll tell right? you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right? Oh, my goodness. The drifters, right? Under the yeah. boardwalk? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. It's my, I mean, one of my husband's favorite songs. Oh, really? Okay. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah. You guys would have loved them. I mean, I went to lunch at Burger King with the platters. That's the kind of life I live. <laughs> <laughs> That's they cool. served it all away, yeah. Or, so I don't know what's worse, being with the platters or eating at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> eating I'm, at Burger King. It's right. The, okay. It's the experience. It's the experience. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there a reason that you ended up uh, knowing these musical groups? Was your yeah. business? Yes. yes, because I was doing readings for them. Oh, I see. I had a, I wrote these love poems. And I okay. wanted them to read these love poems, right? Make an al album. I didn't have any money to pay these guys. So again, based on faith, uh, we, at the time I lived in Escondido, and they were in Las Vegas at the Four Queens. And I just asked God, you know, can you help me with this to get down there and get them to help out with this? Uh, poetry tape I want to do and within a couple days me and my friend took off with no money just enough gas money <laughs> and we had our radio show at the time so we could do food trade you know what I'm saying just mm -hmm. uh okay so for the audience all that means is trading airtime for food and I was okay. able to trade airtime for a hotel room and now we needed to get a studio once we met the the platters to read these poems. Mm -hmm. And it took a while. It took about a day. That's not a while, but for, for that whole, whole <laughs> day. <laughs> 
trying to search, you know, trying to search the right spot. And we didn't really know where to go. Finally, uh, we went to this TV studio and they said, oh, we'll do it for you for 800,000 bucks. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, no, we can't afford that. You know, they said, well, OK, what can you afford? I said between a zero budget. <laughs> uh, so, so they took us uh, to this um, studio, which was in Las Vegas, a small studio that was very well equipped with sound, sound, nice soundboard. And uh, we asked the man once we got to the studio if we could use his equipment and told him what we were doing. He said, well, if you know how to work the board, I won't charge you a penny. Wow. So I didn't know how to work that board. <laughs> but, you know, like an idiot, I said, sure, I know exactly how that, I know how that board All works. Right. You know, I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll get right into it. You know what I mean? So here we are, myself, my friend, and waiting for the platters to arrive now. Monroe Powell was coming in. He's the lead singer at the, at the time that took uh, place for Tony Williams in 1955. And uh, so the group started to come in. First, the man- manager came in, and he told me, are we all set to record? And I said, can I talk to you for a minute? And he said, okay. His name was Charles. Charles was, was the manager of the platters. So I said, Charles, uh, could you help us, please, and tell us how to operate this board. We don't know what we're doing. He looks at me. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Come on, guys. You don't know what you're doing? I go, sir, I don't. I really don't. He goes, I do know. I go, oh, well, you operate it for us. He cracked up. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is, again, we got done with the project with the help of an angelic source. Mm-hmm. And okay. uh, that that makes sense. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, how did you first realize that you were a psychic medium? Uh, ever since I was li- little, I was able to feel like my grandmother's spirit or other people's spirits. I didn't really know what it was. I didn't really want any part of it. Um, it didn't scare me, uh, but it just, it didn't scare me because I could feel the love from these people and the ones that came to me at that. Um, so there were times though, when I was little, I got bit visited by this spirit that was not so nice. Mm-hmm. And... I was about five or six years old, and it was so much of a vivid dream. I mean, I saw this like a figure. I saw it clearly. It was like a gingerbread man with fangs, okay? Oh. And it scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just, uh, the following day when I woke up, I was searching the house for this thing. You know, I asked my dad, you know, my dad was very open. My mom was very op- op- open. They let me 
if I felt something, they would let me look for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I tore the house apart trying to find that thing, but no, no such luck. But that was the only bad thing that came into my life during the time of all these good things that were occurring as well. So I don't know. I want to say, even if we're surrounded by good, good spirits, per se, when I, when I was little, I think there's always there's always a chance that somehow evil can come in at times. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It, yeah, it's just a matter of what they don't have. Nobody has control over what we do in life. We have free will. So right. we're the ones that have to choose which way to go. And I've always learned being at, at that time when I was little, like I said, I didn't know what to call it. It was just I felt people's spirits. I felt God. I saw God. I heard God. Um I didn't. I just didn't want any part of it. When I was little, I had a speech impediment. I was going to a speech and hearing center, so I had. I mean, in the morning, I would be going to school from about eight to three, right? Right. And then, at, then from three to maybe about eight p.m., I would I would be going to a speech and hearing center. Oh wow! And then from maybe uh, nine to. 12, I have a break, and then midnight to 1, and, and the ad, asthma attack, and back in the hot hospital trying to breathe. Mm. So this was a lot of this going on within my life. And I think when we're going through a lot of turmoil, we feel dip, different and have a different perspective of things in life. Right. I, I totally understand that. Right. Yeah, so that's what was going on. Oh. So I have a question. Okay. So you, why did you, I guess my, the direct question is, why didn't you go into like the priesthood or some kind of ministry you know, as I opposed wanted to, to yeah, yeah, what yeah, you're doing? I, okay, exactly. Good question. The time, um, I had a learning disability which made it extremely hard in school. Right. I always seemed to be called to the, since I was about 14 years old, to the bad side of town, let's say. Uh-oh. Uh, I never did anything bad. That's I never, yeah, I never, okay, I got to say one time I did try to steal. I did shoplift. Uh, I wound up going to jail, and and I learned real fast that's not where I wanted to be. Okay. So I learned, thank God, I had the people behind me at the time that scared the hell out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think more kids need the hell scared out of these days. Yes, they do. They do. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But back to your question, when you were saying, you know, why didn't I? I wanted to become a priest. I still do. But I love women too much. I'm not the type. (laughs) (laughs) I love women too much. All right. That's a good answer. (laughs) Richard, Richard, that's that's my exact story as well. When I was a young lad, I was an altar boy, and I used to even practice mass and stuff like that. And uh, I was going to become a priest, and then I realized you couldn't have any women around. So it's like, uh, I'm moving on. 
You know what? I think that's a damn good reason, okay? Yeah. That's all I had to say. Can you imagine, can you imagine me as a priest? No. <laughs> Father Ron. No. He'd be walking around hitting people in the head with his crucifix. Sit down. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> Some of them might need it, though, huh? Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, they do, that's for sure. The Holy Spirit will come down upon you. Bam. <laughs> so I got... I, I, Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I was an altar boy as well, but it's fun, funny. I wasn't, even though I made my confirmation and all that, the only thing I have not had done in, my, in the church was my last rites yet. But other than that, uh, <laughs> Ron, you can go ahead and do my last rites if you want to. But uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, what, what I'm trying to say is I didn't really feel the Holy Spirit and what he was like until I was in my so I was about 28 years old. Mm-hmm. I got knocked down by him. But do you understand what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. Yep. I don't. Okay. No. Well, <laughs> it's, it's a Reformed Catholic. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Something well, like what, that. The Holy Spirit could touch any, anyone. You don't have to be Catholic or you could be I, – I, I – consider myself like a non-denominational ministry within the psychic work I do. And I help out people on cases at times and other things. But when I say slain by the Holy spirit, what I mean is if you take a deep breath and you lay in bed and you're relaxed and you have your palms out with your hands facing upward toward the, towards the ceiling while you're laying in bed you can start to feel God's inner energy. It feels like the warmth to begin with. Okay. And then there's a sense where after you feel the warmth, you begin to feel like little bumps, like a lot, like, like God's starting to give you strength. You start to feel the energy get stronger. And every time you go through it, you feel something dip different. It takes you on a little trip, but it takes a while to relax into that. And sometimes it can be scary for people, but I'm used to it. Uh, there's been times that, that, that I've had out-of-body experiences from this uh, uh-huh. that, I, that I could go into. But, but back to your question, that's why I didn't become a priest, because I love women. And then I got called to working at different brothels, I know. Now we're going to a different direction. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. And I started working at the different brothels when I, when I, when I went to Tijuana uh-huh. in the U.S., okay, like at the Chicken Ranch years ago. And it's not a place where they have chickens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I learned, I learned that, you know, there's good and bad in everything. What everybody does in this life, the, the, the act they may be doing is not right, even though we're, we are, we could be involved with it. The, what we do may not be right, but doesn't make the person bad. Does that make sense? That's true. And so we all have addictions and we all have issues. And I, I've learned uh, with all the women that I worked with within these different brothels, I mean, they could have had many different careers. A lot, a lot of them were very 
very intelligent, very caring. They some some of them needed the money to to raise for their family. Right. Mm-hmm. Send them to school, which you people say, well, why can't they do it the way where they should? You know, in in life and work at the store. Well, I don't know. I try to look at them where they are and who they are instead of what they're doing. I guess. Which, mm-hmm. And, well, you know, you got to concentrate on your best talents. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, Ed and I, we both know uh, Wendy. Wendy uh, was going through college, uh, and she worked as a pole dancer. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's, you know, she, it's right. so funny because she's written two books, Pole Dancing for Dummies and Papal Funerals, because she has her master's in uh, medieval papal. history. Yeah, man, media over there. You go. <laughs> oh, I'd love to read one of those. <laughs> well, you can find it on Amazon, I believe. Good. Yeah. Okay. When so, we are... anyways, we are coming up towards the break. So, uh, okay. we, we come back. I want to find out a little bit more about this mob connection, which was okay. I found intriguing. There was actually your right. site is really good because you throw a lot of teasers out there, and uh, yeah. it makes you want to know more. So you've done well with your marketing there, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I just have to, I have to throw this out there. Okay, Stephen Scott in the Toginet chat room says uh, he hopes you were the doorman at the brothel. At the brothel? The doorman. I'll tell you more about that when we get back. (laughs) All right. We'll find out what his job was at the brothel. I always thought I missed my calling, too. I think I could have made good money as a gigolo. Oh, yeah, Ron. That's a different. Yep. (laughs) Ten bucks an hour. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Anyways, we do have to take a break. Uh, we, by the way, I do want to mention, uh, if you haven't, checked out our Facebook page on Spirit Quest 2019 X-Files, which will be September 27th, 28th, and 29th, uh, that there is a Facebook page for that. So check it out and see the the speakers and the, the some of the stuff that's going on there. So it's going to be a blast as usual. This is our eighth year of doing Spirit Quest, so we're excited about that. So anyways, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with the Blonde Bombshell and Kerrigan and New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kolick, and our special guest is Richard Spazoff right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio. We'll be right back after the following messages. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. 
The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, Russ Dash, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. I don't know what just happened with the music there, but we made it back. It was like yo-yo music. It was like we were skidding down the runway, and the and we kept bouncing. I don't know, but we're back Mm -hmm. uh, with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, angelic medium and medical intuitive Richard Spasoff, radio host and radio host and and brothel doorman. (laughs) Carino. All that stuff. Anyways, we're running along. So, Richie, you're still with it, I hope. I'm right here, yes. Yes, yes, yes. So just before the break, uh, Ann asked you if you were a doorman at the uh, Chicken Ranch. Uh, <laughs> what was what was your uh, occupation there? Just a plucker? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, chicken plucker. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I tell you, uh, I was a uh, massage therapist. A psychic medium for them and dance choreographer. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Really, really a dance host, meaning I take these women out for the night and give them a nice time and dance with them. And their men would pay, pay me to get them out of their hair. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. See, there is hope wow. for me. This sounds like, <laughs> wait, this sounds like uh, the plot to Dirty Dancing. <laughs> now wait a minute guys just to give you an idea of my background i worked with martha graham a little bit before she died uh i had independently showed her my video uh she really liked my dancing i i have it on youtube but i i also worked with henry lee tang and gregory hines in las oh, wow. vegas nevada Okay, I know uh, who Gregory Hines is. I don't know who the other guy is. And Henry Lee Tang was Gregory Hines' instructor. Ah, okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Right. He, he was doing tap dancing. I couldn't believe this guy. I mean, he, great dancer, but as far as a diet, you know what he had for lunch? Burger yeah. King? Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> cigarettes and a trinky. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he'll live forever. Those Twinkies just never, never rot. die. Oh, well, never he, die. He, yeah, yeah, he died though. He passed on. I don't uh, know if it was his diet or, but his his uh, wife could still be alive. And it was the Latang Studios off of Cyrus Street in Vegas where I taught dance. It was fun. And then I, yeah, pretty cool. I mean, because I, I took tap. I was a tapper. I don't know if you knew that, but uh, yeah. No, now I didn't know. So we both have some. No. I, hey, I I've, used to tap too. <laughs> I, what? <laughs> you did? You never yeah. told me that, in. Yeah, I took dancing lessons. I remember my debut was Pony Boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I got to tell you guys, though, I'm not a tap dancer. I created a new style dance within ballroom and swing. 
Oh, that's cool. Kind of like a, a, a derivative style of modern ballroom and swing where people didn't have to follow all the uh, junky rules, per se, and they could develop their own style and learn how to dip correctly without falling on the floor, believe it or not. <laughs> that's, a good thing. that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> It's it just amazes me because uh, you know that that scene. What is that scene from? Uh, is it Dirty Dancing where she, Patrick Swayze picks the girl up over her head? Yeah, yeah. yeah she jumps that, and leaps into his arms. And yeah, that's that's probably the up. worst scene that ever happened to movies because I can I bet you I can count a million and a half accidents uh, accountable to that scene. Oh, uh, absolutely. Every, every yeah. drunk at every wedding attempts to do that. Oh God, oh, yeah. Bad, bad results. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bad thing when you're out doing dance and there's drunks trying to copy you, uh, uh, doing the dip. Exactly. They're laying on the floor. Nice. Uh. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Anyway, so let's let's yep. go on to okay. find out a little bit more about this mob stuff, because okay. I, how can you even talk about it? Aren't you afraid for your life? No, I knew them all. I had one guy oh. even put a hit on me <laughs> one time. Oh, uh, let me tell you how it got could started. Have, could have used the voice changer. That's why I was getting all excited. <laughs> okay, first of all, these are not people to play around with. The mob today is much different than the way it was to begin with. Uh, there's Japanese mafia. There's Italian mafia, Mexican mafia. Uh, my uncle, for an example, was a mob guy. He was a runner for the mob. Uh, my great uncle... Uh, he would run these crap houses, uh, not my crack. <laughs> oh, gosh, I hope I'm saying that right. But the dice where they throw the dice and uh, he'd Craps. run these uh, yeah. crap. He run these houses and, and he would give a percentage to the mob guys. Well, apparently he wasn't given the right percentage. So they had to stop him. Uh, <laughs> uh -huh. They never killed him. They never killed. But, well, that's but, good. But with that said, I, my uncle never wanted me to be involved with those type of pe people. But when I started doing my dance, when I worked at the Stardust Hotel at the Annie of Paris, I worked at La Costa Resort and Spa uh, being a dance host. I worked at the Hop in, off of Tropicana being a dance host. I worked at the Flamingo Hilton doing uh, massage. And I worked at the Golden Nugget doing massage as well. So with that said, it brought in a different clientele. And I remember one day when I was at the Stardust Hotel, and it was at Annie of Paris, uh, this one guy walked in, and I gave his wife a massage, but I forgot about it, right? And he looks at me and goes, hey, I need your help. It's like, what? He goes, well, give me my massage, and I'll explain to you what I mean. I said, okay, I'll give you a massage. So I started giving him a regular massage, 
not doing sometimes I would do acupressure with people. You know what that is? Okay. I'm glad you corrected that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Your mind started running <laughs> off right away. I Here we are at the chicken that. ranch getting yeah. a regular massage know, versus a uh, yeah. happy Indian massage. Yeah. I didn't know what road we were going down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wanted to make sure. Okay, so I did acupressure, Swedish massage. Energy work with people, meaning prayer work, okay? Okay. With hands above them. Uh, with, with this one guy, I was doing like a Swedish massage, and he started saying, you know, my wife needs somebody to sleep with her. I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> my wife needs somebody to sleep with her. And I uh, said, okay. okay. Um, does the job pay? You know, I tried, <laughs> I tried to be calm. Uh, you know, I was getting all excited here. So, um, can, uh, is, have, have I seen your wife? And he goes, yeah, she likes you. And I said, good, good. I go, uh, what do you want me to do? Well, she works as a... Um, a madam, and she's a stripper at the Olympic Gardens. And I said, okay, um, so you want me to sleep with your wife? I go, I don't care. Whatever you want to do, that's between you and her. I just want you to be there in the room and and keep an eye on them, drive them to the club. I wasn't a pimp. Get me wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So my job to start off with, I had two strippers I had to take care of and a house and and a woman that was a jewel thief. Okay. At the high class end of life. I mean, she, um, I don't want to say what hotels she worked at, but she worked at some nice hotels and she knew her stuff. I didn't know about the jewel thief right away, but Uh. I knew about these other two girls and, you know, they, they tell me about all, all their issues of the day and what it was like and what, the, what kind of people they met. We always prayed. I did readings for them. And sometimes at night, there would be gentlemen like that would stalk them, as you, you know, being a pole dan- dancer. <laughs> uh, these, these gentlemen would not come into their <laughs> <laughs> These gentlemen would come into their house and, and just want to be there with them. And my job was to calm them down. Ah, so okay. that's what I did. That's what ah, I got gotcha, gotcha. Right. That was one of them out of many, many type of jobs. My mm-hmm. goodness. So, <laughs> Richie, do you go on paranormal investigations at all? Or, or yes. Have, yes, yes, yes. So, do so you want to give us an idea of, or uh, do you have a story on, on one of the ones that you've done? And, yeah, well, there, there's a few. Okay. Uh, one one was done. I worked with a priest called uh, his name was Father Michael Sherbert. Uh, he was a orth- Orthodox priest, not a Rom- Roman ca- Catholic priest, but still, yeah. he was doing a exorcism as well as a um, a house that was haunted. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my job was to talk to these people on the phone and confirm what was going on. I, on this job, partic- particularly, partic- particular, because well, that to speak English, I never went to this place, <laughs> but I did talk to them on the phone. And I realized that when people are possessed, per se, of course, they have a team that they bring in. They have a demonologist. They have a 
uh, priests. They have people that protect them. They have um, uh, they have a psychiatrist. You know the whole thing. Okay. And my job on this team was to do the readings for the people to tell them what I felt, what type of spirit was there, and then they would confirm. So with that said, on this one particular case of this woman, or I'm trying to think who was, somebody was possessed, and it took about two months for them to get rid of the spirit. It was like a low entity. It wasn't um, it was a demon, but in this sense, it wasn't like a real high type of a demon, or it would have attached itself for a long period of a time, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so in this case, they did get, they, they helped this per person get rid of this de- 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 demon. And it came back again. They did the same thing. They got rid of it again. But it took a few times. It took more than once. And I think prior to before the priest got there, for six months, <laughs> six months, this person was possessed, supposedly. <laughs> but, uh, but with that said, okay, on this one call that I went to this house, it was an apartment that was in Vista, California. And in this one room, I could feel all this cold energy coming out of the closet. And there was no fan, no air conditioning that was around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like a, like a portal, okay? Uh, when I walked in there, it scared the heck out of me. I got sick f- f- phys- physically after I left the mm-hmm. place. So. Mm-hmm. And I told the person, they, they asked me if they should move. Or if they should stay. I mean, how dumb do you have to be? I mean, if your place is haunted, <laughs> get the frick out of there. <laughs> but bottom line, I said, get the priest involved. I said, get your minister involved or whoever it is. I go, it's not good. And we did some research. We found out that there was some uh, background of satanic groups that were involved in that area. So there could have been some attachment left from that. Mm. Wow. Did so, they ever resolve it? I don't know. I, I, I gave them the tools, what yeah. they need, needed. I, did the, I went to their house once and got very ill. And ap- after that, I talked to her on the phone a few times, and that was it. Yeah. You did yeah. your part. You did your part. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting because you know, one of the, the important things that a lot of people don't feel about is uh, don't understand it. We can do this. You have to be in good health and good mind. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you know, I, I remember talking to, uh, oh, my God, I just lost her name. But she's one of the uh, the witches in Salem, and she's uh, Sicilian, and they practice that. I can't think of that. Oh, what is it? Anyways. And she was, she used to do these exorcisms as well. And she said she was sick one time and she got the, the crap kicked out of her. Oh, uh, yeah. No, she, she's Italian. What could you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
care if they're a witch or what they are. If you're an Italian, you're dead. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sicilian. <laughs> so, yeah, especially oh, that. Goodness. Yeah. So I have, anyway. a I have a question from our TogiNet chat room, uh, yeah. Richard. And Stephen Scott asked, uh, he says, you've oh, clearly. Laurie Bruno. That was her name. Laurie Bruno. Sorry. Go ahead. Right. Brunei. Brunei. Bruno. Now, Bruno? Bruno. Okay. Bruno. Bruno. All right. Okay. I'm glad it came to you, though. Okay. So uh, Stephen said, uh, Richard, you've clearly had a colorful life. And do, yeah. <laughs> do you feel that all that this was all a part of your contract to come here? And how does that influence not only who you are, but how you work for spirit? Yes, I did feel it was part of the contract. And yes, I did feel part of the deal, even though I didn't know per se that I'd be working with these people. But every person I worked with, no matter what they were, everybody was going through a hard time at some time. Even the person that was trying to kill me. Right. I, mean, I always showed love towards people, and that's a different story. <laughs> now, you guys, I think you've had it, but... Uh... Oh, my goodness. Even the people are trying to kill you. Yeah, I have one person that put a hit on me. He was in the mob, and I can tell you what occurred if you want me to. Yes, please, though. Why okay. not? Okay. <laughs> I don't know today if he's still alive, but at the time he lived in Escondido where I lived and still live. I still live here. Uh, but bottom line is at the time I was at La Costa being a dance host and I would always dance with all the women over there. And I think he got kind of jealous that I was dancing with his girlfriends. Okay. Uh -huh. More than one. Eventually he, I went to this other club that was in my town in, in the Fireside, which is located in Escondido. It's long gone now. But he brought in two men with uh, baseball bats after oh. me. Okay? And it scared the heck out of me. My friend at the time, thank God he carried a gun. I didn't believe in him, but I'm thank, thank God he did. Uh, he pulled it out and told those two gen gentlemen to, you know, he didn't pull it out like in the middle of the restaurant. <clears throat> he kind of showed it un under his coat, okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. And they got the idea. They backed off, and he told them to get the heck out of there. Now, that wasn't the end. A, a few more times when I lived in Encinitas, California, I was driving down El Camino Real, and it has like a canal, maybe about four feet into the ground, right? Like a mm -hmm. little canyon. Well, this guy comes in his truck and hits me uh, going about 30 miles an hour, not too fast, but enough to cause a jilt. Oh, and yeah. he, he, he pushed my car into the, into the little, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm -hmm. And he drove away. Uh, that was the sec second time he tried to hurt me. Uh, third time was at the spa itself at La Costa Resort where he came in and kicked me in the gut and hit me in the face. Oh, ouch. Um, he still had his gun with him that day and said he wanted to shoot me at that time, but he couldn't. So he was being very threatening. I never called the police on this. Because uh, mm -hmm. I just, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to put, I just don't like putting bad energy into things. <laughs> so... <Yeah. laughs> 
eventually, okay, I prayed for this guy, which is a weird thing to do, which you, I learned yeah. how to forgive people. Uh, not easy, not easy, okay? Yeah, it's a uh, thing. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so with that said, uh, it took him about four years. To, he kept follow, following me back and forth from Escondido to Vegas, from the Hop to La Costa, from La Costa to the Gold Coast in Vegas, back and forth to these different nightclubs where I worked at. And it scared the heck out of me. Finally, he stopped doing what he was doing. (laughs) And (laughs) I met him about a year or maybe two years ago at Walmart. It was longer than that. (laughs) Walmart? Walmart, yes. Walmart? Walmart. And he was in there buying oil and goes, oh, it's you. Oh, my God. And I said, hello. I went up and I gave him a hug. And I stepped back, and that was it. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Of course, he lifted his gun at the same time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Well, anyway. that that is that is quite an amazing story and an amazing life that you've had it's there. Not over yet, Ian. It's not it over yet. Crying out loud! It's like the second time you said that. Amazing life. It's like he's still here, you know. He's a no, radio show get... host, and he's, he's not gone yet. <laughs> We got to get you guys. We got to get you guys over here with my girlfriend and everything, and we got to start a strip club out at my apartment and get a pole <laughs> dancing thing here. Going. Oh my god! Some excitement. I think Wendy yes. is retired. As you know, uh, you know I I uh, have experience in the pole myself. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, yep. does. My, for my first book, uh, Ghost Chronicles, of course, is a the chapter on the pole dancing studio, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll have to uh, find out what happened. Oh. Learn learn some interesting things there that night as well. Yeah. I believe that. I believe. Yeah. For instance, how you could pick up a twenty dollar bill with your butt cheeks. Nice. <laughs> Not Jeff, easy. Even after you freeze your body. You. <laughs> I don't want to see you do that, Ron. I just don't. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, oh, not God. sorry. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. Uh, we're going down the wrong road here, I think. <laughs> uh, we've been going down the wrong road for a, quite some time, I think. Really? I think, but it's all very interesting. I feel I feel a good connection with you guys. Ah, that's good. It's because you don't know us. That's why. No, we're not that close, but I mean, I feel a good spiritual connection. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's. Oh God. All right, so so I do have a question. Okay. Okay. From myself. So you're also a a medical intuitive. So do you kind of like? help people, I, I don't know if diagnose is the right word. No, uh, I'm not a doctor. Like, they I'm can't diagnose. Yeah, he's not a doctor. Get sued for that, yes. <laughs> helps people find out what's wrong with them? Well, tell, tell me if I'm right about you right now. See if I can pick anything up right now. Uh, you deal, it's a common thing, but I feel head, headaches for you are a big thing that you deal with. Is that correct? Yeah, she works with me. Yeah, rock and roll. <laughs> every day, every day. Uh, so what I try to do is, uh, if I could work with with 
doc, doctors, that would be the best way to go because when I had clients that come in, uh, for an example, when I had uh, when they laid on the massage table, I could smell blood if there was some kind of blood coming out of their bo- bo- body. Uh, they had, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. I could go deep deeper into things, but I mean, if something smelled funny that did not smell right, mm-hmm. some kind of disease was going on. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's that's the best way to explain it. Or you feel these things like, you know, this per- person, uh, I feel that they could have, may, 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 maybe it's a real bad allergy that turns into some type of infection, but get it checked out by a doctor. I have to make that clear, you know, to, to begin with. And so I feel these things. That's the bottom line. So it's kind of almost like a Reiki uh Kind of. I know Ron, uh, Laura Wooster, had had that Reiki moment with him. Yeah, uh, she diagnosed me. Yeah, oh, and we, and we, we trained together. Yeah. 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 So, that's that's cool. I or mean, or to see them. Yeah. Or to see things that come vi- visions like uh, with Ron, Ronald, Ron. Whatever. The way I put your names, you can call me anything you want. I got nothing to say. Yep. No, I appreciate, I appreciate that. No, but <laughs> I, I could tell that, that uh, you're very much into this as well. You're very intuitive yourself, right? Yeah, I smell old people. <laughs> <laughs> true story true story for two over four years we've been doing these uh red light seances uh once a month as as part of an ongoing study we're doing on physical mediumship and when and, and sometimes i sit in the circle and, and when an old person comes through i can usually tell because i can smell them so there you go i smell old people <laughs> so I've that, dated, go ahead uh, i've dated some women that drink formaldehyde before so i know what you mean <laughs> so anyways uh that was the uh the doorbell which means pizza from the dead here and we've got to wrap it up uh, okay okay uh anything you'd like to add before we uh say good night to you young man yes yes uh don't date women uh older than you that uh, have lived a hundred years <laughs> Forget it. No, I'd just like to wish everybody a wonderful day. God bless everyone. Thank you for allowing me to come on. And if somebody uh, uh, wanted to get a hold of you, uh, where could they reach you? Oh, uh, psychicmediumspasoffshow.com on my website. Psychic S P A S O F F. Yes, yes. Passoff. And that link's also on our Ghost Chronicles Next Generation Facebook page. Yeah, want to get it Richard. Yes, it is. Yes. Or listen to his shows. Thank you guys for inviting me. Thank you. Yeah, You're and welcome. his show is, is every every Sunday at seven p.m. Pacific, seven to nine Pacific Standard Time, which is let me see, that's a big mess around here. It's probably like midnight here. Seven <laughs> ten, no ten o'clock, ten o'clock, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. So ten o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So check them out. I'm sure. Uh, it's got to be intriguing, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again. Definitely so, yes. Yeah, uh-huh. thank, thank you so much for joining us. And Thanks, have a good- Richard. Bye, guys. Good night. Sweet dreams. You too. Yeah.
We want to thank everybody for listening and tune in next week when we may have the live video show or not, I guess. We will have a show one way or the other. One way or the uh, other. Yeah. And check out uh, the Facebook page for Spirit Quest 2019 X-Files uh, and uh, take a look what's going on there and check out my website in eghostproject.com and eghostproject.com. So good night and God bless. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us Good Lord.